0: Welcome to Wellness Wednesdays with me, Recovery Ray, brought to you by Balance Period. I'm excited to be back. As you know, I was not here last week, so I'll definitely be sure to fill you in on what happened since the last time I have been here with you. But before I do that, I am going to guide us through today's mindful moment. So for today, we are going to do two physiological sighs, and after the second sigh, we're just going to sit in stillness, our guide a brief awareness practice, and we're really going to focus our attention on the sensations that we experience physiologically right as we breathe and just rest for a moment, okay? Let's first start out by paying attention to our posture. We're going to sit upright yet relaxed. I'm going to count us down, three, two, one. We'll do those two physiological sides. Remember the process for that side is an inhale, a quick inhale to really fill the lungs, and an extended exhale. And I highly recommend you do the inhales with the nose and the exhales with the mouth as if you're blowing out a candle. All right, we're going to do two. We're just going to sit and notice how we feel. Three, two, one. And the second one. Allow your breathing to return to its normal pattern. Bring your attention to the contact that your body is making to the surface beneath you. Really feel each point of contact that is being made. notice the sensations you experience as you inhale and exhale is the air cool or warm as you inhale is it cool or warm as you exhale just notice it now notice where any movement is happening in your body as you inhale and exhale, do you feel movement in your chest, in your abdomen? Maybe even both. Just notice it. Next exhale, I want you to. Allow the muscles of your face and forehead to relax. and Notice any sensations you feel there. And finally, on your next exhale, I want you to allow the muscles of your neck and shoulders to relax. Notice any sensations you feel there. If your eyes are closed, slowly begin to blink them open. Welcome back. All right. That was fantastic. I really enjoyed that practice. Mindful moments. I've really been enjoying it. So since last week, and I'll kind of just dive into where I've been. Since last week, I've been able to lead two new groups of people that I've never gotten a chance to meet prior to those moments. And there was probably about 180 people in the room. And collectively for us to take deep breaths together and for us to go through the stretches that we went through, right, to relieve tension. I literally could see the room get more calm and relieve stress. And it was just a really beautiful thing. So I know for me, sometimes being here on the other side of this camera on Wellness Wednesdays, I don't get that same like, effect. I don't feel that level of impact than you know, when I'm in a room full of people going through this process. So I think after this mindful moment today, I just, it brought back to mind how I felt when I was guiding that large group of people through a mindful moment. So as you know, it's important to check in with ourselves. We can only take care of what we are aware of. So be sure to prioritize some time throughout your day to pause, to breathe, you can do a body scan exercise, you can do whatever works best for you to really tune in to what you're feeling so that you can give yourself what you need. So for today, I am going to kick things off. Actually, I will continue talking about last week. I kind of did a bit of a preface to that. So yes, last Wednesday, I did not do a wellness Wednesdays because I was traveling after the keynote. Um, actually, Nick was with me too. Shout out to Nick. He came, recorded some content. I was Heading directly to the airport and then was on a flight back here. So I really didn't have the space in my day to do a wellness Wednesdays. And I will say in a couple weeks here. So on May 3rd, I will also be traveling. So I won't do one that day either. But the week aside from that went well. There are, you know, a few updates I want to make that I would have shared on Wellness Wednesdays. The first is that I did my weigh in for the month. So as you all know, I have the scale that gives me various pieces of information about what my physiology is doing. It tells me just rough estimates of my body fat percentage, of my visceral fat, of my body water, of my protein levels, of, heck, what else does it show? Um, My weight, of course, BMI. So these are metrics that I check in with on a monthly basis. And I've really been intrigued to see the shifts that have been happening since I started this 50K training program. And so honestly, I don't know if I'm surprised or not that this is the case. I think I might just be making it to a point that I'm at this kind of steady state as it relates to the shifts and changes that are being made to my body composition right now due to the the running that I've been doing because everything was consistent. Like my weight stayed the same. It might've been like 0.1%, like lower maybe, but everything was like right on par with what it was last month. So I think I've made it to a point where my body just kind of found where it's going to be. And I'll probably be relatively consistent until June. We'll we'll definitely be able to check in on that next month when I do that weigh in. But that was, it was definitely interesting to see and to go through each one of the metrics and see that they were the same as the month before. I don't, I can't say I expected that to happen. It was something, you know, in the moment. I was really, I was kind of like, as interesting as that's the case. Aside from that, though, I have been feeling good. I also had an update from last week. I would have shared that I went to see my hematologist. So we had talked about this, that I had done my first inside tracker test of the year and that one of the metrics that was measured for the first time, one of the biomarkers, I should say, was my iron levels. And I had measured my iron levels before and it showed that my iron was low. So my doctor recommended that I reach out and get an appointment with my hematologist so that he could determine if I potentially had an iron deficiency or not. And so I went, got another blood test. It showed that my iron was still low. It wasn't to a point where they would say I was anemic, but they did prescribe an over-the-counter iron supplement to take. So I'll be taking this iron supplement for the next few months. I'll go back in and check in with my hematologist in July so that we can do another workup and see how things are and see if that's something that I'll need to continue to do or if there's other potential adjustments to make. So I wanted to share that because it really highlights the importance of taking full responsibility and accountability for your quality of life. In this case, right, prioritizing, investing, in getting blood work done. If you are someone that does blood work once a year, or if you don't do blood work at all, I highly recommend you figuring out what's going to work best for you to get the most important metrics measured so that you can understand potential adjustments and things that you can make to your lifestyle to promote you experiencing a high quality of life. I would have never known that my iron levels were low. And if I never would have got a test, I really would have never known. So this really showed me the importance of getting comprehensive tests done and being willing to accept change, right? Like adding another supplement to my regimen. Not that that's a problem for me, but being willing to be open to whatever the results are and then taking the next steps, right? Completing the process to then figure out what's going to work best for me to get my biomarkers at. A more optimal range for myself. So that was just a public service announcement. Get checked out, check in with yourself, understand what's happening internally and make the proper adjustments to optimize your health over time. All right. So let's go ahead and I'll answer the mindful reflection question from this week in the balance period. But if you are not subscribed highly recommend you do that. Remember, we have mindful moments So there's a breathing exercise, there's a stretching routine, there's this reflection question. We added affirmations this year. Remember, what we say to ourselves about ourselves we become. So speaking life into yourself is important, and we provide you with a resource to do that on a weekly basis. And then we also have the featured article, which I will talk a little bit more about today as well. So the question for this week is, how am I doing, really? How am I doing, really? And this is a question that I ask other people when I facilitate conversations about wellness. I ask this question because I found that it creates an environment to go a little bit deeper than what our more superficial responses are to that question, how are you doing? Someone just asks you, how are you doing? You're probably, oh, I'm good. I'm fine. I'm okay. Right. Whatever that one word response is, that's what you give. But when you say, how are you doing, really? There's more room for whatever your response is and how you truly are feeling at that time. So let me take a moment to sit with myself here. How am I doing really? Yeah. So my answer to this question is I am appreciating life. There are so many positive things happening in my life right now. So many things happening that are the fruition of the time and energy that I invested years ago that are manifesting themselves right now in my life. And it's just a beautiful thing to get to experience. I talked about the keynote from last week. Someone asked me, like, how did it feel when you were up there giving that keynote? And the way that I was able to describe it was it felt like I planted a tree two years ago that I was pulling the fruit from when I was standing up there giving that keynote. It was funny, I had the conversation a few times, but I remember sitting in my brother's like office, stumbling through the same content that I was talking about at the keynote, stumbling through it, trying to create, trying to bring to life what I had in my head that I felt like would be valuable, but I wasn't quite sure how it was going to show up, right? Or, or how it will be received. You know, I'm traveling, I'm speaking, I'm doing things that I've always wanted to do. So that is happening. At the same time, I'm still experiencing transition. I have a couple of weeks left of experiencing this shift in my occupational environment, moving into a greater level of responsibility, of autonomy, which I appreciate. And there's a lot on the horizon. But in this moment, there's still dis-ease here, right? Like there's still discomfort in the transition. So when I say I'm appreciating life, I'm really speaking to the definition, which is recognizing the full worth of something, and in this case, the full worth of my life. A lot of positive things happening. At the same time, there's still those other emotions that may not be labeled as pleasurable or good. I'm experiencing it all, and I'm grateful that I get to be here and experience all of them. So. That's how I'm feeling, really. And I am excited for what's to come, but I'm appreciating where I am. So remember, if you would like to answer the question and you're listening to the replay, go to Twitter and put hashtag balance period after you put your answer to that question. All right. We can only manage what we measure. That's why we partnered with Whoop so you can get the latest and most advanced health and fitness wearable on the market for free. Not only does it monitor your recovery, sleep, training, and overall health, it also offers personalized recommendations and coaching feedback. You can finally take the guesswork out of deciding which self-care habits will actually help you feel good and function at your best. Visit join.whoop.com forward slash balance period and order your free whoop 4.0 today that's join.whoop.com forward slash balance period enjoy the rest of the show i did the mindful reflection let's check in let's check in so let's see i already checked in about blood test the results from that talked about the way in let's talk about running so i'm I think it's a little under 50 days out. It might even be less than that now from the race. A couple of weeks ago, I talked about it, did the 26.2 miles. I had my first long run since then on Sunday. So that was a three-hour run. Ended up being about 17 miles that I ran. My body's still feeling good. I will say, though, from Sunday going into Monday, I experienced something. I don't know what it was. It was probably just allergies, but it hit me that night. I ended up waking up with a 1% recovery on WHOOP on Monday. Still felt okay, though, but was at a 1% recovery. So physiologically, there was something happening. I was going through something. But ever since then, I've been in the green these last couple of days. I've been feeling good. I had a three-mile run yesterday, six-mile run today. My legs are feeling a little, a little heavy today, but made it through. So my body's continuing to adapt, and I think – for me, that was probably allergies. And I normally would experience that as the seasons change. You know, I'm here in Indiana. It was like 80 and then it was like 30. And that kind of plays with me a little bit sometimes when it happens. It happens every year though. So I'm figuring that's what it was, but I also think I expedited the process. And I don't want to say I like I sat there and said, you know, I'm not going to allow this to stick around for a week. Cause normally it takes about a week for me to work through that. But I think my body, the fact that it's in such great shape, it's in the condition that it's in right now, the environment internally for me didn't allow whatever was happening Sunday going into Monday to be around for an extended period of time. Like my internal environment is now at a space where the conditions are more aligned with me feeling good instead of me not feeling it. My bad. I am super grateful that that's the case. But I wanted to say that because I believe each one of us has an opportunity to align our internal conditions with that being the case for us, with whatever season we are in. So you may feel different when you experience things like allergies or a cold and things that you may have experienced before. When you shift your lifestyle and you live differently, you operate differently, you'll feel differently. You might have a similar experience, but it will be significantly different based on your mindset that you have about it and the habits that you're practicing to create those internal conditions. So definitely wanted to highlight that. So my body and mind are doing well. How I'm spending my time energy has been consistent as I'm working through this transition with my occupational time and energy. It's been looking to leave the clients that I'll be you know, walking away from, leaving them better than how I found them. And I'm really excited about what's to come as it relates to what my time and energy will look like. This will evolve over the next couple months. I'm redefining what that looks like for me. I'm redefining my time blocks in the day and when I work and how I work. I'm I'm getting an opportunity to get a clean slate and really just create what will work best for me in this season. So I'm really excited for what that looks like. But right now it's been running, it's been sleeping, taking naps, spending quality time with the people I care about and, and working. That's pretty much what my life consists of. So that's where my time and energy are. The quality of what I consume what I'm watching, reading, listening to, I started to listen to more podcasts and more audiobooks. I just recently got a new audiobook. I don't remember the name, so I can't reference it here, but on AI and understanding the changes that are inevitable as it relates to workflows, as it relates to organizational structures, how businesses are ran, and just the opportunity that artificial intelligence, right, machine learning, these like conversational languages that we're going to be able to use to get tasks done. There's positives and negatives that come along with anything, but I I want to continue to educate myself on how to create that and how to do so in an ethical and a sustainable way for me, for my business, and any other business that I get to serve and work with? Because I feel like it can make what we create more accessible. Which for me, that is very important because I'm looking to make generational wellness accessible to everyone. So, yeah, that's what I've been watching, reading, listening to. I've been watching Wu Tang. Shout out to Wu Tang on Hulu. Love that show. It's fantastic. Also, been watching Dave. Shout out to Dave Bird, uh, Little Dicky. Love his show as well. So, I've been catching up on both of those. And then, of course, I've been watching Love is Blind. I don't know if you all were attempting to watch it on Sunday. A lot of people were, and they, they just dropped the ball. I don't know why Netflix is tired to try to do that, but uh, hopefully they, they've learned. So, that's what I've been watching, reading, and listening to. Let's see what I've been eating and drinking. It's been really similar to what I have been before. I've been more intentional just about the processed foods that I consume. And one of the things I was speaking with Kelly about it, I think that for the remainder of this training program, it's going to be important for me to really be intentional about what I eat. Because when I ran that 26.2, even that day, right, I could have pushed myself to that 31.1 if it was race day. But I felt like physically, right, based on what I was eating leading up to that, I was like, I think physically I would feel different running this long distance if I ate differently and if I was consuming more quality foods that are aligned with my body being in this state of like ultra endurance, right? So that's what I'll be kind of shifting my focus to really educating myself on what that that proper diet looks like and figuring out what that is going to look like for me so that I can execute on that over this last like month of my training. I will have some travel throughout that time too, so I'm gonna have to figure out what that's gonna look like for me as I travel to stay consistent with whatever I decide is gonna work best for my diet. Okay, so lastly, how I'm responding to what I'm experiencing. So this one, I think the work that I've been doing throughout the year has really manifested itself in how I respond to what I experience both internally and externally, and let me add some context to that. When I do front facing work if it's a presentation generally I'm automatically thinking about how I could improve or adjustments that I can make to be better next time and not that that's a bad thought process to go through but I I was getting to a point where I realized it didn't have to be the first thing that I did after an event right so I really wanted to give myself some space give myself grace and just really sit and whatever I would feel after the event that happened last week, after the keynote. And that was the first time that I can recall that after a keynote, I was just present. I wasn't thinking about future presentations. I wasn't thinking about what I had said, maybe said that I could have said in a different way. And I was interacting with people. I was just thinking about what I was grateful for in that moment. I was just appreciating where I was. I'm grateful that I've been able to make it to that point. You know, and I want to continue to keep that consistent as I do what I do. I highly recommend you prioritizing time to check in with yourself. Those four areas: what's happening in your mind and body, how you're spending your time and energy, what you're consuming—right, what you eat, drink, watch, read, listen to—and ending it off with how you're responding to what you experience, both internally and externally. Are you interested in getting early ad-free access to each episode of the Balance Period Podcast? If so check out our Patreon page. There, you'll find multiple membership options to choose from. Each membership option comes with its own set of perks that range from exclusive content to discounts on Mindful Merch. Join today by visiting patreon.com forward slash balance period. That's patreo dot forward slash balance period. We look forward to welcoming you into our community. I know I made a post on my Instagram story of my stress monitor after the run on Sunday. So it was like it was low when I was asleep and then it was increased when I was running and then it stayed increased afterwards. And so it was there was a message inside of Whoop that said, you know, it's normal for your stress levels to stay elevated after, you know, intense bouts of exercise. So for me I'm just learning my body. Learning what's normal, what's regular for me, so that when things are abnormal, I know there's something going on in there. And on Monday, that's the interesting part, right? It was still elevated. It was elevated for the majority of the day, and I wasn't even really doing anything. So physiologically, I was activated. I, like I said, there was something going on. I'm grateful that I made it through, though. So that's my sustainable self care system update. Not much is happening there. I'm just keeping things consistent. All right. So let's talk about. Resource from this week's newsletter. So, as you know, there is at the end an article that I link. And for this month, we have been talking about the social determinants of health, these things that contribute to our health and well being, that impact our health and well being, that are aside from our mindset and our habits. That's what I talk about a lot, but there's other things to be aware of. And I know last week, the article was referencing the financial aspect of that so the economic impact this week we're talking about healthcare access and quality and this is minority health month and so it's important to understand that not everyone has access to healthcare or quality healthcare at that and you know there are are people that just they don't have life, they don't have insurance right there's a, it says one in 10 people in the United States don't have health insurance. And when you think about one in 10, you're like, oh, well, I mean, that's not like that many. I think that's a lot. But I also start to focus my attention on, well, that probably impacts predominantly people of color in this country. So you have a concentrated group of people where the majority of them don't have insurance at all, which limits their ability to do the things like measure where they are, right? We talk about measuring things like your blood work and things like that. It could be extremely expensive to get that information. So I think it's important for us to understand that and to lean into locally, right? The organizations that are here to support those individuals. Now, I was having a conversation about this not too long ago, I believe that there's a mindset shift that is necessary for us in the Black community as it relates to our healthcare system. This system was not created for us to thrive. We have to accept that, right? It was not created for us to thrive. At the same time, we can be more informed users of our healthcare system. We can educate ourselves on what's happening within us. We can educate ourselves on how the system itself works and we can be more strategic about how we interact with and how we relate with our healthcare system to promote our health and our well-being. Now in some cases we'll need to make sacrifices for our health. We might not need to buy the newest pair of Jordans and pay to get our blood work done, right? Or use an outside service like Inside Tracker or Everlywell to get some some metrics measured that then we can have the information and then take it to our doctor, right? If we see something off or, or if we don't have a doctor, it can be you know whatever we have access to at a community level to get in contact with someone that can give us additional information about adjustments we can potentially make. There's a lot of opportunity. There's a lot that we can do. We can be very resourceful, but it starts with us taking accountability for our quality of life and shifting our mindset On our healthcare system. Instead of just saying it's not made for us, it's bad, it's like, no, how can we use the resources that we have, right, to the best of our ability to gain value from our current healthcare system as they figure out what they're gonna do to change it to be more equitable for us? There's people that are focused on that, that are working on that. Kudos to them on my end. I'm gonna do everything I can to support, but as individuals, it's up to us to take accountability. So understand that. There are a a nice chunk of people in this country, black and brown people the minorities that are heavily impacted by not having quality healthcare or access to healthcare in general. And one of the things that we highlighted in this week's newsletter was that if you're in the Indianapolis area, there is a free cancer screening event. There's two days of this event. It's put on by the Cancer Support Community of Indiana. And the first day is on April 26th, and this is for breast cancer screenings. All right, now there are some requirements, and you will need to schedule an appointment. So that would be something that you would need to, and I'll I'll say the number here. You schedule the appointment at 317-338-9595. That's 317-338-9595. The second day is on the 29th, April 29th, and this one is is open, right? This one, you don't have to schedule any appointments. The screenings include prostate cancer screening, skin cancer screening, and then there's some additional testing that is included. They have colon cancer risk assessments. They have vision testing. They have cholesterol testing, glucose testing, blood pressure testing. They're also offering vaccinations for HPV and hepatitis B. Now, why am I talking about cancer? We've talked about this before. It's important to start with the end in mind, right? As we're going through this process of optimizing our health, creating generational wellness, we are going to have the same end, right? The same endpoint is that we're going to die at some point, right? But I think it's important for us to understand that we can die with things or we can die from things. And in this case, most of us will die with cancer of some kind. But we don't have to die from cancer in most cases and cancer screenings are what helps us make sure we don't die from it we can die with it, right We can still have a good quality of life and have these like have prostate cancer right like but we don't have to die early from it we, we just don't so proper screening helps us make sure that we are keeping ourselves where we need to be so that we can stay healthy and happy right now as it relates to prostate cancer, screening isn't recommended until I think 45, something like that. So if you're under that age range, I don't even know if they will actually, if actually let you get the screening. Um, but what I wanted to highlight here for individuals that are younger, they have vision testing. They have a colon cancer risk assessment, which I think is important to understand your risk, especially if it runs in your family. The cholesterol testing, glucose and blood pressure all of these other things are important to get screened. And if you don't have access to quality healthcare, this event can help give you some of those things, right, these data points that then you can use to leverage to improve your quality of life. So if this is something that you feel like would be beneficial for you or someone that you know, please share this information. I'm going to make a post a little later this week that has this flyer on it. But in the meantime, go to the Balance Period newsletter You can, even if you're not subscribed, you can click the link of volume 120 and you will see the resource in there. If you click it inside of the newsletter, it'll take you to the Cancer Support Community Indiana's website. You can get more information there. So I wanted to highlight that And talking about quality healthcare and access to healthcare, know that there are resources available at a local level that we can tap into. So be resourceful. And do what you need to do in order to expand your awareness of where you are so that you can more effectively give yourself what you need when you need it and ultimately create generational wellness. Well, thank you all so much for tuning in today. I am excited to be back next week and to you many updates that happen from now until then. There's a couple of things I'm going to leave you with. The first is to remember that it's important to invest in your wellness because you are worth the investment continue to learn, continue to grow, and develop your sustainable self-care system. Lastly, you don't have to be perfect to be great. So be patient with yourself and be kind to yourself as you travel along this journey of creating generational wellness. Remember, all you have to do in order to be the change that you want to see in your family and in your community is to get started and to keep going. Thank you once again for tuning into this episode of Wellness Wednesdays. I look forward to seeing you same time, same place this time next week. Peace.